Hockey Association is partnering with the Columbus Blue Jackets to bring Learn to Play Hockey to the Athens area. Learn to Play, a fun and convenient way for children ages 4 to 10 to get started in youth hockey while learning how to skate. Starting December 7th at Ohio University's Bird Ice Arena, representatives from the Blue Jackets and AYHA coaches will provide eight weekly sessions of exciting, age-appropriate on-ice instruction for first-time youth players. Registration is only $135 and as a part of the registration fee, all hockey equipment a $600 value is yours to keep. To learn more about this exciting opportunity, please visit www.athenshockey.com. King Ace Hardware in Middleport, Ohio is proud to carry Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines. Joanna has partnered with Kills to create a premium paint line and a coordinated color palette that makes creating classic looks simple. And with its hardworking durability and stain resistance, you can protect the value that you create. So to start turning your vision into a reality, come talk to the helpful folks at King Ace Hardware in Middleport. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet bed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Hey, it's Boots. It's our great idea show, including great holiday gift ideas for the gearhead in your life. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Do you want to make improvements to your business or facility and don't know where to begin? Let us, VSWC Architects, assist you to make your building into something unique and special. We design to provide you with an efficient facility, enhanced curb appeal, and the best value for your money. Call me, Trent DeBruin, in Athens, Ohio, at 740-541-9725. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Thursday morning, and welcome to Party Line on 970 WATH. It is ten and a half minutes after nine o'clock. It is raining and has been raining, and I think going to be continuing to rain today. Currently 48 degrees, and guess what? It's raining. But we're going to have a little gab session here with the Honorable Mayor of Athens, Steve Patterson, Joining us this morning here on Party Line, and I'm happy to welcome in uh, Mr. Mayor, and a good morning to you. Good morning to you, Scott. 
Well, I think we need to change out microphones there too. So let's do a quick switch there and let's try that one. Is that better? There you go. Uh, now we have you. Mayor Steve Patterson. <laughs> here I am. Yeah, after we get all the technical assistance going on here with that. Uh, so there's that's a free service, right? Yeah, it is free service. Changing out the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> technical support uh, earning here. Earning my keep today. That's right. <laughs> but uh, we, we like to have the mayor in with us uh, once a month when it's uh, possible to do that. And I'm, I'm going to start out the show by saying, you know, in his busy schedule, I'm glad and thankful that he can take the time out to join us here to keep us apprised of city happenings in and around the city of Athens, uh, particularly in the city of Athens, and anything that may affect things going on here, too. So uh, we're glad to have Mayor Patterson in here and his accessibility each and uh, every, well, we try to do it every third Thursday of the month. And with this being... Uh, the third Thursday, um, we have the pleasure of the mayor here. So. Is it the third Thursday already? Uh, can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, I, I've noticed this more and more, and maybe it's because I'm just getting old. It's uh, time flies. You know, it's just the months go by quickly, the weeks go by quickly. Uh, it's hard to believe that Thanksgiving is, gosh, next week. Yeah. Yeah. A week from today. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Scott, it's always a pleasure being here. You know that. I absolutely. Enjoy I, coming down. Yeah. I was telling uh, the mayor before we went on the air here that I I enjoy it. Now, I enjoy all of the folks that we interview here, but uh, Mayor Patterson is one of my favorite interviews here, too. So um, I like to let him just kind of take the flow and go with that, too, and, and update on the city's business here. So uh, with that, you know, again, we appreciate you being here. And uh, we'll start off with a few things here of interest. Um, well, I wanted to ask you, too, before we got on the air. Now, I know one of your daughters was not feeling well at one time, oh, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Which, and what? what's her age? She's nine. Nine. And for a nine-year-old to deal with that? A nine-year-old with a twin sister. And, yes. And looking at her sister as well. Yeah. I. I and being quarantined? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, so let me briefly go sure. through that story. I mean, this is COVID-19 related, uh, and it was shortly after um, beginning or going back to school. Um, so that's how, how long ago this was. But um, she woke up in the middle of the night and was uh, a little sick to her stomach uh, and, uh, and then went back to bed again in the middle. Of, you know, this was in the middle of the night, went back to bed and you know, we started thinking about it the next morning when everyone woke up. It's like, you know, we should probably we should probably test her. Um, and so we were able to get one of the kits uh, from the library, from the public library system. And lo and behold, she tested positive. Um, and what that does is, is I think most of us are aware it triggered um, the family to have to go into quarantine. And then my daughter having to go into isolation within the house. Uh, and following the protocol, we, uh, you know, waited five days before we tested her sister, her twin. And uh, lo and behold, she tested positive as well with no symptoms. Uh, after just that one night of having an upset stomach, there was no other symptoms from my daughter who first came down with, uh, with COVID-19 or tested positive. Um, and so unfortunately, my other daughter... 
um, ended up kind of having an extended stay at home, which really upset her, and, and rightfully so. Oh, of course. Yeah. And my wife and I were fully vaxxed and had been for a while, and we went and also got tested five days uh, after my d- first daughter tested positive, and we came back as negative, negative. Um, but uh, we were extremely fortunate in that they, um, you know, had other than an upset stomach one night that there was no other symptoms, um, no ill health effects from both of them. Um, and it's not the story with a lot of other, you know, kids who were in that unvaccinatable at the time, unvaccinatable age group, um, to where they had some, you know, some pretty serious complications that could and can occur. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen my daughter's so happy to get a vaccination. <laughs> so with, with, you know, the five to 11 year olds are no, now eligible to receive the vaccination, the Pfizer vaccine. And uh, both of them uh, last Friday went down like champs and got their, their vaccination at four o'clock down at Heritage Hall on uh, 191 West Union Avenue, which is where the Athens City County Health Department is doing vaccinations um, when they have on the days that they're having the vaccine uh, administered. So I think there was a lot of really happy five to 11 year olds. Uh, I know a lot of her friends. uh, It was almost like uh, going down to a a big friend fest uh, (laughs) down there at Heritage Hall. It was like, like a little the, social gathering, it was, right? It was. <laughs> and afterwards, uh, you know, and don't take this as, as a, a bribe to my daughters, but what we did tell them is after we get the vaccine, we'll go down to Larry's doghouse and you can get whatever you want. And my one daughter got a banana split and my other the other daughter, I don't know what she got, but uh, <laughs> and, and that too was kind of humorous because uh, it, once my wife arrived down at Larry's, it was packed full of other kids who were just down at Heritage Hall getting their vaccines. So, who, who were also bribed. <laughs> or something. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I'm glad you brought this up because uh, I think we've mentioned this on the show several times before. And that is that, you know, the city of Athens has four sampling sites to where we're able to look at some early warning indicators for COVID-19 uh increases case increases um and it's it's a viral load sampling in our sewer system to where there's science out there to where you can uh run certain assays on uh sewage samples coming through the city's lines and it gives you a four to seven day uh, advanced warning of potential increases depending on where that sewage is coming from. Uh, Initially, we just had one at the wastewater treatment plant, right at at the head of the plant where sewage is coming in. And we uh, wrote a grant to the, uh, uh, to DSA, uh, one of the state agencies, uh, Development Service Agency, and which is now ODOD. And uh, we were successful at getting money to install three more sample sites so we have one at the richland avenue roundabout we have one down by the library and then we have one down by um on depot street and um, we get the results from that monitoring twice a week and uh to share with the listening audience that we 
did see an increase in the viral load samples coming from two of our sites. One was Richland Avenue and the other one was at the the uh, sewer main coming into the wastewater treatment plant, which means we're not out of the woods when it comes to the Delta variant, which as I understand it is the dominant, uh, the dominant variant right now uh, in the state of Ohio and across the nation. So, you know, I still want to, you know, uh, ask people when you're out and about in businesses that are open to the public, you know, wear a face covering. You know, the face covering ordinance is still in play. It's the best way uh, to further protect yourself. The best way is to get the vaccine. You know, it's safe. It's free. It's available. Uh, the Athens City County Health Department often announces when shot clinics are taking place at Heritage Hall or, um, you know, you can probably even contact them and, and set up an appointment to go to the Athens City County Health Department and get the vaccine. But, uh, you know, that's the number one thing. The number two is, you know, is I continue to wear a face covering. You know, Scott, I wore a face covering walking in here today. Yes. Um, so. Uh, I wear it when I'm going to the grocery store. If I have to go to the hardware store, wherever I'm going, I typically will put it. Well, I will. I'll put it back on again um, because it's uh, I think it's that important um, to make sure that we're further protecting ourselves and our community. Yeah, I, I do the same when I'm out in the city here. And isn't there a mask mandate still in effect? There is here well? in the city of Athens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, folks, uh, you know, if you're out in the boat. Out in the boat. Yes. As they say, uh, you know, mask up. It, it doesn't take that long. If you're not going to be somewhere for that long, you don't have to wear it that long. And my goodness, I would think by now people would be used to it. I mean, it's just like when you get in a car, you buckle your seatbelt. I mean, it becomes a habit. It does. Like for, for me anyway, I, I feel like, for instance, if I'm driving to use that example, if I don't have it on, which is doesn't happen i always wear my seatbelt. i feel like there's something missing you know and then and if i take a step or two out of my car <laughs> to go in a public place you know how you think about i'm something's missing i'm forgetting something it's so, it's so true it's so true i i had a meeting this morning at eight o'clock uh over at the it's the regional planning commission meeting uh which is held the third thursday of every month and it's over at the new EMS station off of Kenny Drive, um, off 56. And I did the same thing. You know, I jump out of my truck and it's raining. And so I want to try and dodge the raindrops, right, to get <laughs> get over to the, the building. Yeah. Two steps out and I'm going, oh, wait a minute. I don't yep. have my, my yep. mask with me. <laughs> you know, outdoors, uh, clearly you don't need to wear a mask outdoors. But when you're indoors in group settings, you know, Folks, please wear a mask. Uh, it's just just the right thing to do. Um, you know, some other things that are the right thing to do, Scott, to kind of share with people is re a friendly reminder. And this is something that I typically will bring up at my uh, weekly update, uh, the city update, which is every Wednesday, Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Um, leaf pickup. You know, the city, go to the city's website, and the website... Um, right there will show the weeks in which our leaf trucks are going through the different neighborhoods. We've kind of got the city divided up into three quadrants for the leaf truck. Uh, you know, zone one is basically the 
uh, I believe it's the Far East neighborhood. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, it's the near north, far east side, uh, near east side, uh, the north side. So those are the neighborhoods, and they will be running through those neighborhoods again next week, it looks like, on the uh, 22nd through the 24th up to Thanksgiving. Uh, area 2 is the Highland Congress area. It's University of States. Um, some, uh, you know, the uptown neighborhoods as well, where the leaf truck is is going to be running through that neighborhood on the 29th through the 3rd of December. And that's the basically the second to the last round. Um, right now it's running through the south side so up in my neighborhood it's running through old coach blackburn hills neighborhoods um south side so it's running through there through the 19th so through tomorrow and uh or friday well tomorrow friday is the 19th isn't it uh yes. <laughs> what day of the week is it yeah uh, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's running through that neighborhood now, and it's it's simple. All you have to do is rake your leaves. The raking part isn't simple, but rake the leaves out to your curb or out to the street side. The leaf truck comes by, sucks them all up, and uh, we take them down to the the area of the city. We call it the bottoms down by the service garage, and uh, you know it becomes mulch uh, over time. So, and then there's one last round that they will typically do where they'll just kind of take the leaf truck and hit all the neighborhoods at one last time um, after those dates. But the last round for the south side will be December 6th um, through the 10th. Uh, the other thing to remind people is that with the holiday season uh, coming up, where a lot of people have holiday trees inside their house uh, or if you're like me uh, you'll plant a couple live trees out in uh, our front yard planters and my daughters decorate them uh, those we don't dispose of we, we plant them somewhere in our yard but for the tree the cut trees uh, once you're done with that um, you can take it again um, out to your curb but you need to call the uh, Engineering and Public Works Department at 593-7636. Again, 593-7636. And schedule a time to have the tree picked up after December 27th. Uh, and they run that service through the, almost the end of January. I believe it's January 28th that uh, that will take place of 2022. So that's a good service as well. Um, those all get hauled down again to the service garage and they get chipped up and uh, we use it uh, around some of the planting areas in the city and, and elsewhere. So two good services, you know, the leaf pickup and then the holiday tree pickup. So uh, take advantage of that. Uh, again, if you have any questions about those types of services that are provided by Engineering and Public Works, feel free to call them at 593-7636. Uh, you know, the other thing I want to touch on briefly, Scott, is, you know, we had... Uh, uh, a little bit of a, a dusting, I guess, of snow um, last yes, uh, beginning we, of this week. Yeah, and we did over the weekend last week. Yeah, we were up in Columbus, uh, in Upper Arlington. My um, brother-in-law is getting married, and so his bride-to-be had her uh, bridal shower. So uh, Connie and the girls attended that. Uh, and but while up there, 
you know, they got somewhere between an inch to maybe an inch and a half, two inches up in the Columbus area, which was on that same weekend. It didn't, you know, it was mostly on the grass and on cars, but not on the street and roadways. Uh, my point with all of this is, is that we're coming into snow season. And with snow season, you know, it's good to remind people that it is the residents and business owners responsibilities to keep your sidewalks free of snow um, you know for a multitude of reasons but you know one is so there's safe patch passage for people that are traversing across you know the sidewalk in front of your house uh, and equally if not more important for individuals uh, with all abilities uh, to be able to get through as well um, and safely through there you know the uptown area we're going to make a big reminder push, um, you know, this week and into next week with reminding people that it, it's uh, in the uptown area. It's the responsibility of the businesses to make sure that your sidewalks are trash free, uh, but also important that they keep when we have, do have a snow event uh, to keep, you know, the snow, keep their sidewalks free of snow. Uh, there's a set amount of time in which people need to do that. So uh, uh, these are just some, again, important things to remind people. Yeah, property owners, uh, yeah, that's one of the responsibilities of being a property owner in uh, the Athens City area. And I've noticed some folks already have uh, their leaves out to the sides of the, of the uh, street there to bounce back to the leaf pickup. And, um, you know, folks, if you, if you come upon those, like on a day like today, those leaves can be really slick. Oh, yeah. So if you're driving, uh, be careful when you come up on those, um, too. So <clears throat> some good uh, information there that you need to be aware of from, you know, the code office, ordinances, say that uh, that needs to be done. Now, uh, we touched one time on Nixel. We did. And yeah. and we still... We still use that in the city, correct? We do use okay. Nixel. Yeah, Nixel is a great service to where you can get alerts and you can customize it to things you want to know about. Again, if there's a high water event or there's a, you know, uh, thunderstorms coming or, you know, Nixel, I get all the amber alerts come through Nixel for me. Um, so, you know, emergency noti notifications, um, Nixel is a great service and you can easily sign up for Nixel by texting uh, four five seven zero one um, to eight 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 seven seven seven. So it's uh, that's great. Another important app, which is uh, a little bit different. It's it's citizens giving reports out about things that are going on. You can use the uh, Athens Ohio uh, City Source app, and that's easy to download. You can go to the App Store. You can go to uh, Google Play and find that um, and it's free you can download it and when you see things that don't look right um, anything from a street light to a traffic light to potholes to trash on the side of the road um, or you know safety concerns uh, you know um, someone that uh you know is is loitering around your house or in your neighborhood that does not you're not familiar with this person you know things like that you can certainly report them out um and you can either use that and certainly you can always use um the uh 
Athens Police Department's um, uh, 592-3313, which is a non-emergency line, or if you truly have an emergency, of course, uh, 911 would be the thing to, the uh, number to dial. Uh, but the City Source app is is pretty cool. Um, it's heavily used. Uh, we are always encouraging um, students from Ohio University um, to use the app too, as they are seeing things that that uh, need attention. The the way it works is, you know, you can sit there and text, uh, or you can even take a photo of something that doesn't look quite right. You know, why is this water gushing up out of the street, which typically isn't there, and I'm pretty sure that we don't have a splash pad there. Um, <laughs> you, you can certainly uh, report those out, and it will go to the appropriate place. Uh, that incident uh, or that instance would go to engineering and public works, and uh, they will get a crew down there right away. Uh, but, you know, if it's litter or potholes or whatever, um, the re the responsible department will respond uh, within uh, you know within two hours. Uh, they will give a report back within 24 hours, um, and then they will also report back when action, um, if needed, has been completed on something. So, uh, the uh, Athens Ohio City Source app. Good information there too. Um, Okay, back to let's go back to the leaf and snow removal there too. How long do folks have, let's say for snow removal? How long before is are, are there violations issued um, frequently, rarely when things like this happen? When uh, homeowners, property owners don't live up to the ordinance or the or the code of the city typically a warning will be issued first if we uh, and it's that too is typically coming to us via complaint that you know there's um a, a residence on um you know a rather steep sidewalk somewhere in the city or something like that um we will typically get a complaint the i believe the way the code reads is that you have to have the snow removed from your sidewalk uh, four hours within four hours after snowfall has stopped, um, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. You know, to we're not expecting necessarily people to get out there in the middle of a snowstorm and start <laughs> yeah. shoveling, and then you're you know then you're shoveling again. Once the snowfall has stopped, that's typically when you know we really encourage people to get out and remove the snow. I, I don't have a sidewalk in front of my house, uh, but I do have a, a decent sized uh, driveway. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it makes it so much easier to shovel that, that driveway and get it all out of the way before we start backing out and heading to work or whatever, because otherwise it just starts packing the snow down. Now you're dealing with ice that has built up, you yes. know, with compacted snow. Yeah. So it's just smart to get out there and just get it done um so. yeah and and you know i okay this is just me i don't know if anybody else has this thought in our listening audience but when folks plow their driveways they plow it out into the street and then it makes it worse for people to navigate the streets where they're going into instead of plowing it off to the side yeah you know yeah i mean let's be a little more considerate well, and to that, to that point, you know, I, what I have seen, I've seen this uh, not so much in the city of Athens, 
Uh, I have seen it other places when I'm kind of out and about during the winter months. Um, there was in a city that will remain unnamed and a business <laughs> that will remain unnamed. But I noticed, you know, there was a, a pole sticking up out of the part in the parking lot. And at the top of the pole was accessible parking here. But what the business had done was shoveled all of the snow from the parking lot onto that particular parking space. And it was like, you know, that to me is just a major ADA violation to, to have something like that. Oh, yes. Place. Yeah. So. And, you know, that too, folks that uh, may not be able to get around as easily. You know, we haven't had snow yet. Yes. But something to think about coming up. Is, is plow the snow off to the side, not out into the street. True, <laughs> yeah. You know, because then again, the city trucks come around, and if they can't get to it, you know, if there's a car in front of a driveway or, or on each side of the driveway, they can't get to it. Right, right. And it, and it becomes a hazard for those that, you know, try to drive through that area too. So common courtesy. Common courtesy. You know, yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm a big advocate of common courtesy <laughs> anyway and not making things more difficult for people than it really needs to be right so uh anyway some weather related uh updates there for you to think about if you are a city property owner here in the city of athens um let, let's let's jump to something else that you and i talked about before we went on on the air here and i think it's a really neat story which is the carpenter hall renovation mm-hmm. Very cool story. Um, yes, so Carpenter Hall um, has been was purchased uh, by Integrated Services, and it, it it is such a wonderful story in that the, the residents who lived there when the building was for sale and uh, and thankfully Integrated Services picked it up, picked it up because they went to great lengths during a major renovation to that facility to make sure that the residents at the end of the day were not permanently displaced and having to live somewhere else, which could have happened uh, in that, you know, had someone purchased the building and their desire was to turn it into rental units, uh, you know, to cater to the university's population or whatever, a lot of individuals with special needs would have been displaced. So integrated services, hooray for them for for um, upgrading the building, major upgrades. Um, they're pretty close to having completed the day room, kind of this day room activities room in the facility. But another thing that makes it super special is the fact that uh, PassionWorks partnered with Integrated Services and painted this really cool PassionWorks mural on the facade of the building. and. A lot of, uh, if not all, of that um, mural was painted by the artists um, who are the artists of passion works, uh, individuals with various needs. Um, and and uh, it has this really, really cool looking uh, deer that's on the front and leaves and, and flowers. But again, they and they this thing is tall. Uh, they had to get one of those, you know, uh, uh, lift things, bucket, uh, a lift bucket, a lift bucket, or yeah, 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 and mm-hmm. uh, they were out at night painting it uh, and and at night tracing it. So they had to set up a projector over by Family Dollar 
at night and project across on the facade of the building and sit there and trace out what is the, the pattern for the mural. And then um, they then by day they were able to go in and paint it uh, the way that they did paint it. And it's really pretty cool. And what, what a special collaboration. Um, and some of the people who live in Carpenter Hall were helping paint as well. So really, really special. They had a ribbon cutting ceremony. Um, I believe it was last week uh, that we had that and uh, uh, pretty special. Uh, again, a lot of the artists were were um, the individuals cutting the ribbon and, and it was a real celebration. So great to see um, integrated services, too, by the way, has done some really amazing projects. Uh, Beasley Mills here in Athens, uh, Sheltering Arms. Uh, they have the facility that's down on off East State Street. Uh, Mary Hill in Nelsonville. Um, and, and, you know, in talking with Kevin Gillespie, um, that uh, there is a lot more that they're going to be doing here in Athens County Integrated Services is. So amazing, amazing stuff that's going on. Yeah, that that uh, you know when I was reading the story here and and uh, saw the picture of the mural, I thought that took a lot of time to paint that mural. And folks, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know for me it's just a cool story for the city of Athens. <laughs> it's a cool story, you know. And we talk about all kinds of other things, but I want to talk about something cool like that too, and and the work of art done there. And the units that were renovated, and as you said, they didn't have to be displaced. Uh, they still were able to stay there in Carpenter Hall. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned here, it's a magical place. Passion works. <laughs> it is. It is. Passion works is my go to. Uh, if I'm ever, you know, having a, a bad day or whatever, I will uh, on occasion wander down to. to Passion Works, which for me is you know, less than a block away from my office, uh, and just you know, that's got to make you feel good. It makes you feel good, and it makes you, know? you recognize that you know uh, your day really isn't all that bad. Yeah, that's right. Could be a lot worse. <laughs> it right? could be a lot worse. And you know, sticking with kind of interesting art uh, like that mural, the Passion Works mural on Carpenter Hall, you know, further up mm. Carpenter Street uh, as you're heading uh, north, I guess. Uh, west um, is um, Kevin or Keith Wild. Keith Wild is doing a mural um, on a retaining wall that's a uh, private property, but it's a, another cool piece of art. Uh, Keith Wild did the dove release, it's called Release, but it's the doves that you see on Stimson Avenue. He did the um, brick uh, and, and brick. Uh, a workers mural that is down by Bellavino on Stimson Avenue. Uh, he did a really cool little mural on a, a lift station um, off of Depot Street down by Athens and Court, kind oh, of in yes. that area. Yes. Um, which is a, a frog and some other things. Uh, he did that mural uh, commissioned by the Athens Municipal Arts Commission. Um, I mean, I can go on and on. He's done many, oh, many yeah. murals. Uh, but that's another really cool piece of art that is, uh, I, I think, you know, nearing completion. It's been a long project that he's worked on it over the summer uh, or started uh, in the summer. And yeah. uh, and then one more thing art-related just to share, sure. Scott, is okay. that the third round of traffic control box wraps 
um, has pretty much been installed. There might still be one or two that need to go up, but uh, you know the locations for people to go check out. One is down by the um, uh, right right across from Home Street. Uh, on Home Street, there's a or yeah, Home Street. There's a traffic control box, so it's got a new wrap on it. Uh, where that signal is. There's a wrap down by the community center traffic control box. There's another one all the way out near Menards. There's a large traffic control box yep. that it has a new wrap put on it. There's one that uh, has been installed up on, uh, I believe it's North Lancaster. Um, but we're seeing, again, more and more of these. You know, So this would make, after this round, there'll be 30 traffic control boxes that have art um, by and large local artists uh athens county artists that went through a request for proposals uh process and it was juried by the athens municipal arts commission and and uh, the awardees got to have their art transferred on to uh, performance signs vinyl and put up on the traffic control boxes so you know i encourage people to kind of keep your eyes open for art coming you know just popping up in in kind of spaces that you just typically become blind to i mean yeah. who really pays attention yeah. to a traffic control box right it's like a right. stainless steel refrigerator on the side of the road right? yeah <laughs> but make sure you're stopped and look at those too <laughs> yeah, keep your right. eyes on the road that's right yeah yeah yes yeah. yeah it's like and then stop yeah, and look don't don't text and drive and don't don't, don't gawk and drive. <laughs> right, please don't. Yeah, cool things in the city of Athens, and uh, cool things indeed, as we have Mayor Steve Patterson in here. And, uh, yeah, I had to get that in. You're one of the cool things in the city of Athens, uh, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, with that, uh, again, we're talking with Mayor Steve Patterson here on Party Line. It is uh, 15 minutes until 10 o'clock. I'm Scott Daly, just filling in for Dave today. Uh, my presumption is he'll be back in tomorrow, but uh, we're discussing the city of Athens business here. And uh, with that, uh, cool things included. Do you think anyone wants to talk about Stimson Avenue you in know, the prog I, progress? I, well, I don't know if they want to talk about it, but <laughs> I, I can certainly talk about it. Go for it. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, as I've been told uh, with the project update that Stimson Avenue will um, open up to two-way traffic um, this week, uh, there's only two days left of this week, um, or by the beginning of next week. I noticed just last night, uh, you know, for the longest time, the entire street, all the way from Sonic up to West or to East State Street, you know, was one way. Um, my wife and I uh, had the opportunity to stop at Jackie O's Tap Room, and lo and behold, noticed that what used to be one way out to where you had to come into uh it's grant street that goes up to the tap room that um you uh when you if you left that using grant street that you were supposed to only turn to your left and head west um but that's changed uh you can now turn left or right um out of there you weren't able to go right before so that's opened up already the pavement pavement's all down the markings are down the lamp poles are up um it's a vast improvement. Uh, some of the landscaping, uh, actually it's not landscaping, but grading within what'll be um, planted areas on Stimson Avenue, um, that a lot of the grading has taken place. And 
the project will finally be put to bed completely. And that means what I'm referring to is the landscaping. Landscaping will, will wait until spring of 2022. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me, you know, what are these rectangular kind of vault looking things that are built into the sidewalk? And they're really pretty cool. They're, they're um, bio cells, they're, they're planters. And the way they work is they are also, there's an EPA element to them to where they filter the rainwater off the sidewalk as it runs into these. It waters the shrubs that'll be growing inside them. And then there's these little cutouts to where um, that water then will continue to flow into the, the gutter and into the storm drain. And it'll have been filtered. And a lot of the oils or dirt and whatever uh, nastiness there is on the sidewalk gets filtered through this and then the water goes into the storm and the storm ends up going into the Hawking River. So those will be uh, filled in with earth and uh, planted with various shrubs up and down Stimson Avenue um, in the spring. So that's been a long, long project. Yeah. Uh, and the I, light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> it is. It's, it's here. I see it. Uh, <laughs> I drove it just this morning. So, uh, yeah, so Stimson is uh, is nearing completion. Um, we also have some projects going on, I think most notably um, down at West State Street Park um, to where we are increasing the parking, uh, paved parking oh, areas yes, down there. Yes. Yeah. You know, because during the summer with things like Sandlot, uh, baseball, um, softball that takes place down there, um, one of the things that we've noticed is that there's just not enough parking areas to the point that people are just pulling off and parking on the grass. And, you know, it is our wellhead protection area. We have wells down there. Um, so we decided that uh, it was time to increase the parking down there so that's taking place as we speak as well so uh you know speaking of paving uh but that yeah. one isn't nearly as disruptive as Stimson yeah. Was. yeah 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 with so many participants now um you know as as it progresses over time you know more people more children involved in the activities there too and population will tell you that things are going to get expanded yeah and uh, you know that's that's what you have to do so um yeah paving uh things around there i was on stimson avenue a couple of days ago and it's looking really nice so uh it was well worth the wait yeah well, we, we can say that now right? <laughs> we can say it now <laughs> um and uh again mm -hmm. just a, a kind of captain obvious here the businesses are all open <laughs> yeah. on stimson avenue that was so my next point <laughs> please yes. frequent them um yeah uh, you know, one of the things that we're thinking about doing, uh, we will do it, is put banner hangers now on Stimson Avenue, much like we have in the Uptown area and on the Richland Avenue Bridge. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and uh, kind of open that up to, you know, putting whatever banners you want to. And I, I was thinking the other day that it would be nice to um, have just simple reminder banners for the first wave of banners. And it just basically eat you know, dine, drink, yeah. bank. Shop local. <laughs> Shop local. Shop Thompson Avenue yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. That would be a great one for Stimson Avenue businesses. The very first one, you know, shop, shop here. Shop local. Or don't forget us. We're still here. Right. You right. know, and, and thank goodness they're all still there. 
as far as I know anyway. I don't think anyone has left, have they? No. Stimson Avenue. So, you know, that that's a testament to our area here that folks remembered them, you know, Times are tough, not only with the pandemic on top of it, but accessibility to businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawking Valley Bank was generous to open up their parking lot to folks if they wanted to go to another business right there. So, uh, again, uh, you know, they survived. We tried to help a few businesses uh, by giving them some free advertising. You know, to, nice. hey, don't forget about us. This is what we have here. And, you know, the advertising is helping them. Too, so we we tried to help them as much as we could in that respect to get the word out that just because Stimson Avenue is not easily accessible now, we're still here. So anyway, uh, I, that'd be a cool first banner. It would. Yeah. <laughs> it would. So uh, um, yeah. So there's the Stimson Avenue update. Uh, the the light at the end of the tunnel, as I mentioned. Um, so um, going to look nice there too with those. You know, it'd be nice too. I just had a thought. The poles, like for instance, on Richland Avenue, that have the veterans uh, on the the banners to hang those there. Will those be available too? Those will be available to yeah. hang on the poles there. Sure, sure. I That's mean, it's it, it's it, the way we have mm. the 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 things set up with the banners is we kind of have two zones right now. We have the uptown zone, which is Court Street, you know, Washington State Street. And then we have the Richland Avenue Bridge, and people can, um, you'd have to go through, um, it's a process, and there's a calendar that my executive assistant keeps, and we um, schedule banners for certain amounts of time or months or whatever. And uh, so an organization can say, I want to go ahead and use all of them, the bridge and the uptown area. Or I might just want the bridge, or I might just want the uptown area. And so, there's again, it's a process that you go through. And so this could potentially open up, and I'd really like to see this happen. Um, the Stimson Avenue corridor becomes another zone that you can can um, basically rent uh, and put your banners up on Stimson. So, yeah, good. I, I like those. And, again, um, I, we don't encourage gawking while you're driving no. there, too. So uh, please be careful with that, too. And Speaking of Veterans Day, um, you have a good Veterans Day. I saw pictures of you up on the College Green ceremony there, and you're a veteran. I am a veteran. Air Force or Army? Air Force. Air Force, that's what I thought. So I want to publicly thank you for your service to our country. Well, thanks, Scott. And I'm glad to see you participate in those ceremonies, too. So um, good parade, good ceremony. It was a great ceremony. We had a short, uh, truncated parade. Uh, typically, the you know the Veterans Day parade, um, everything marshals up down off of Morris and then jumps on to East State and then up Carpenter and then swings left and heads up Court Street to the College Green. Um, this year, due to the pandemic, we decided that uh, formation took place at the Armory. So we, we walked from the Armory down to uh, College Green to the Veterans Monument and had a nice ceremony at the Veterans Monument. And nice. Yeah, uh, Pete Thompson released the doves, so we had the dove release, which I think is always really special Yes. Uh, when we have the, the Veterans Day ceremony. Are, are you, uh, did you serve? Did no, I did. I'm dad and my oldest brother, both Army veterans. Army vets. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, it was dad, when dad was living, he really looked forward to doing that. He wasn't so sure if he wanted to do it, but then, 
when he got in his uniform and so many other veterans said, I can't even get one leg in my pants <laughs> or uniform. And dad's uniform still fit him perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he enjoyed that. He enjoyed the compliments. But he looked forward to Veterans Day. You know, the older he got, the more he, he was proud of his service anyway. But the older he got, he became even more proud of that. And as our family, you know, we were so proud of him too. And my brother, my oldest brother, of course, as well, dad, Korean War era, and my oldest brother, Vietnam War era. So, I, you know, I'm glad the parade kicked off um, because I've announced it on here before, the week before the parade, a few days ahead. And it makes me think of, I love a parade. Yeah. You know, who doesn't love a parade? Right, right. Kids love the candy and, you know, <laughs> kids get to walk yeah. in there too, marching bands. We and, had three marching bands uh, yeah. that showed up, which That's was cool. It was, it was very cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, uptown, we talked about the parade there too. We, we briefly discussed Halloween uh, that did not happen as far as the block party, but I understand there are some preparations in the works we will you know start the conversation in january about um what could be in 2022 you know we're still in this kind of funny place trying to figure out okay which way is this virus going to go next you know and yeah. hopefully it goes down <laughs> hopefully it goes down the toilet yeah. go away <laughs> um but yeah, we're not seeing it right now though as we're getting increases it's increasing yeah, yeah. unfortunately yes uh, but the uh, we are we're going to start start that conversation. Um, what council what what administration has done over the past couple of years is rather than ordinances kind of coming at city council piecemeal when it comes to street closing, suspending the noise ordinance, uh, suspending parking uh, in the uptown area, um, suspending the vending ordinance, all those different things that are associated with things like Boogie on the Bricks or the, the Ohio Brew Week, um, some of the cruise-ins that take place. I mean, we have a multitude of events that take place, a uh, Halloween block party. So um, what we did starting in, I believe it was 2019, is put together uh, getting before council uh, or 2020, rather, the the entire slate of events so that council is approving basically three ordinances with the dates of each organization that wants to have an event. So we'll we'll do that again uh, in January. We'd like to get it to council within, you know, uh, by February. That way we're getting it all done at once. So with that, yeah, conversations about the Halloween block party will take place uh, at the beginning of next year, and we're we're already starting to think about it. But I think I feel that we'll be at a point where you're going to see more events taking place and coming back in 2022 in the summer of. So, hopefully, it'll be exciting. Yes, indeed. Well, we've got a couple minutes left. Uh, you and I were talking about a new facility on West Union Street. There is a new facility on West Union Street. It's called Path, and it's a uh, positive advocates. Tra uh, teaching and helping. Um, it's PATH Behavioral Health Systems. Um, and they did. They had a rib ribbon cutting. Um, it was largely orchestrated through uh, Danny Underhill, the executive director for the Chamber of Commerce. Um, and it was a cool event. And it's a cool um, uh, business to see come into Athens. Uh, they're in I think Athens and three other cities in southeast Ohio, or at least within our region, uh, so they did have a ribbon-cutting ceremony. It was great to meet the, the director. Um, and FYI, they're looking for 
uh, people who are counselors uh, who may want to help with behavioral health services, uh, medical services, um, you know, integrated services, telehealth appointments are available. It's a it's kind of a cool wraparound service, uh, but uh, new to Athens, and and we welcome them with open arms. Anything else within? A minute. A minute. Yes. Um, you know, so th that was a ribbon cutting for PATH and a ribbon cutting for um, Carpenter Hall. And uh, one last thing is that there was a groundbreaking ceremony for Marietta Memorial yes. Healthcare System just up the street from you. So things are happening in Athens. Yes, some uh, great developments here. And, uh, you know, we folks, we have one of the hardest working mayors in this country <laughs> right here God. within us, amongst us in Athens. Mayor Steve Patterson has joined us today. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Well, for, thank you, Scott. For coming in. It's always a pleasure. And I'm always glad when I get to host this <laughs> when you come in, too. So, again, yeah. you know, um, it's so it's so easy. The flow just keeps going Yeah, like that. And we cover a lot, too. We do. So. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're good at that. So, anyway, thank you. And we'll see you uh, the third Thursday of December, December. now. Right. So, with that... Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Scott. Thank you. I'm yep. glad your daughters are doing well. They are They're doing very well, so That's thanks. That's terrific. All right. Thank you, uh, Mayor Steve Patterson, for joining us on Party Line. We join CBS News in progress. Stand for cross-examination. Yeah, he did not threaten me verbally. No, ma'am. All right. Didn't brandish any weapons? Uh, no, ma'am. Didn't pull out any guns? No, ma'am. Didn't pull out any knife? No, ma'am. Okay. Never reached for anything, did he? Uh, no. He just ran. McMichael, his father, and a third man have claimed they acted in self-defense while attempting to make a citizen's arrest. The jury is back for another day of deliberations in the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. The defense in the Rittenhouse case has made a second motion for mistrial, saying it received an inferior copy of a key video from prosecutors showing the moments before one of two men was shot and killed during protests in August 2020. The jury spent 45 minutes reviewing the drone video. Meantime, on the courthouse steps, those who support Rittenhouse... I think they ought to give the kid a pat in the back, give him his weapons back, tell him job well done. And on the other side... The verdict must show some accountability for the loss of life. Two protesters were arrested after a scuffle outside of the courthouse, charges include battery and disorderly conduct. Jennifer Kuyper, CBS News, Kenosha, Wisconsin. A new report called the Health Equity Scorecard has ranked health care by state for different racial and ethnic groups. David Radley is the lead author. Certainly these disparities are intertwined with socioeconomic status and structural racism has played into this you know, over the long history, the long arc of factors that have contributed to the kinds of disparities we see today. The report found only six states had health care systems that performed the same for all racial and ethnic groups. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits fell for the seventh straight week to a pandemic low of 268,000. Employers having difficulty finding workers are holding on tight to their current rosters, and this is evidenced by the consistent declines that we're seeing in new unemployment claim filings. Greg McBride of Bankrate.com. Consumer Reports is out with its closely watched annual auto reliability rankings. WWJ's Jeff Gilbert. Asian brands like Lexus, Toyota, and Mazda are tops in reliability, but American-made SUVs and pickups are among the most reliable individual vehicles. Buick continues as the most reliable domestic brand and the only one to make the top 10 on the list. The 2021 Auto Reliability Report is based on data collected from Consumer Reports members about their experiences with more than 300,000 vehicles. Owners reported everything from transmissions needing replacement after as little as 5,000 miles to 
display screens that required hardware replacement and misaligned tailgates and doors. This is CBS News. Need to hire great candidates? You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket Technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states at MLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. How long is the perfect hug? CBS's Stacey Lynn may have the answer. When it comes to hugs, there's a fine line between just right and slightly uncomfortable. Psychologists at the University of London wanted to find out how long the perfect hug is by testing out the way it makes us feel during and after the squeeze. They found the sweet spot to be between 5 and 10 seconds. Any longer, and it starts getting weird. But they say those really quick hugs are uncomfortable too and should be avoided. Stacey Lynn, hug it out. CBS News. Rocky the kangaroo is back in his Mississippi home after a romp around Madison. The two-year-old is a therapy kangaroo who assists children. He made his escape Tuesday afternoon. His owner, a child psychologist, says a neighborhood child wanted to visit Rocky in his backyard cage but forgot to secure the enclosure. Rocky was spotted hopping along Interstate 55. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fee. So that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. This is Fairhope Hospice Presents, sponsored by Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care and the Pickering House, serving Fairfield, Hawking, Perry, and Athens Counties. 
Welcome to Fairhope Hospice Presents. Hi, I'm Kim Shook, Community Education Coordinator here at Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care, home of the Pickering House. And here in the uh, offices today is Kristen Glazier, President and CEO. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you, Kim. And our guest today is Bonnie Vallette of Honor Home Care as Community care coordinator, community outreach coordinator, and so, and also an advocate for the older adult network in Fairfield and surrounding areas. So welcome, Bonnie. Thank you. Glad you're here today with us. Thrilled to be here. 